Thanks for joining us today with another podcast from New Hope Church. We hope that you enjoy what we have for you today and find it encouraging and uplifting. If you ever want to learn more information about New Hope Church, please visit us online at myhope.life. We'd love to get to know you. Have a wonderful day and God bless. already made their way to Sunday school and uh, I uh, been studying the uh, book of Mark a lot recently since we've been doing a series from the book of Mark and I was talking this morning uh, or this afternoon, I guess, to uh, Betty, and I was like, you know, I don't know how many, how many more series I'll have in this, but I do know that uh, next week I do have a message, and it's in the book of Mark, and I am excited, um, but I'm not going to get into that until the end of this message, so it'll lead into the next one. Um, <laughs> so you're going to want to hear next week, <laughs> whether you do it uh, here in person or online. From what I hear from those that do it online, um, it's better in person <laughs> than online. <laughs> um, but I just want to recap a little bit um, what we have been focusing on. And, and so the purpose of this study in, in Mark is to look at Jesus. Um, he's the author and finisher of our faith. He is he's the reason why we are where we are today. He is He's the Almighty, he's the, I, he's the great I am, he's the first, the last. And so I want to look at Jesus because if I want to be a disciple of Jesus, I need to look at the pattern that Jesus left. I need to practice the pattern that Jesus left, and I need to operate in power just like Jesus did. So we have authority in Jesus Christ, and so we can walk victoriously, and I just want to encourage you today as we kind of recap a little bit of last week, that find yourself in God's work. If you, word, if you want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you've got to have a relationship with him in prayer, a relationship in reading your word, and, and, and you've got to come visit him sometimes. You know, <laughs> church is not everything, but there is a big portion of church being surrounded by people, like-minded people, people that, that believe it's important to surround yourselves. We gather, um, yes, the fellowship. We gather on Saturdays for prayer um, around 7.30ish. We practice and, and stuff, and then we, then we have prayer. And, uh, boy, last night, the, the Spirit of God just came in here and just began to move in this place. Boy, I tell you what, it was powerful in here. And so if, you're, if you are wondering, maybe you aren't sure, how do I pray at home? Or you're not sure how, um, how to pray at all. Prayer? There's no better way to learn about prayer than, than praying and hearing other people pray. Um, uh, someone had made a comment last night um, that I really thought was, in, that was awesome. And, and they had said that, you know what, there's something different about praying here than praying at your home. And I was like, absolutely. Like, there's nothing about the place. It has nothing to do with the place, but it's, 
it's the togetherness. It's 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 pre, it's praying together and that corporate um, that corporate power that is when we are together. And so I would encourage you if you are looking for some new ways to um, uh, take a, a step in your relationship, maybe prayer um, is something that uh, you would like to do. Maybe you want to come and check it out one time. Do it. Just let us know. We don't do it all the time, except for all the time we do it. <laughs> Um, but but sometimes we don't we don't have it because either we're out of town or or we're busy or something and so just so you know it's not just like always at, at the church on Saturday but if you would like to be involved just let my wife know and she would she'd be more than happy to get you here so let's recap so last week we focused on how the past follows everyone we talked about the past following even Jesus and so maybe you have been trapped before by your past. You're like, I'm trying to escape the past that I want to leave it behind. And for some reason, it continues to follow me. It followed Jesus too, right? So it, it, it was the objective of the message that you would understand. It doesn't matter your past or your pedigree, no matter how good you are and how great you are and, and all these different things. You can have all the letters behind your name that you want. But what matters most is your relationship with Jesus Christ. You're not just the son or daughter of a carpenter. You're the child of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So what I was getting at there, maybe no one has here is the child of a carpenter. But what I was getting at in that message is, oh, Cindy's like, I'm a child of a carpenter. <laughs> maybe she, he, he did. He created some pretty cool boxes that she showed me and some different stuff. It is. He, yes, <laughs> she is the child of a carpenter. But <laughs> builds houses too. So if you need a house built, Cindy will hook you up. Okay. <laughs> um, and so uh, the, the purpose of that statement was when they looked at Jesus, they said, he's just the son of the carpenter. Look, there's his sisters over there. And, and so what I was getting at with that statement is that your past, sometimes they rem remember you for your past. Sometimes they remember you for who your mom or dad was. And we talked about, like, uh, drug addiction, and we talked about, uh, about alcoholism and, 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 and depression. You are not tied by what has happened in your past or what your family was. You don't have to live. That's not your title. That's not who you are. Your identity is found in Jesus Christ. Um, we talked about how, Je how when Jesus was rejected by people, he began to equip the disciples. This part got me excited last week. Um, we were talking about um, the, uh, they rejected Jesus. And I said, maybe when people begin to reject you, God is just getting ready to equip you. And we were like, ooh, yeah. I was like, I know when I typed that out, I was like, ooh, yes. <laughs> I got excited. <laughs> and then we focused on the scripture of what Jesus told them. We talked about. What was the instructions? Does anyone remember the instructions from last week that Jesus gave the disciples as he equipped them? What did equipping look like? Like a staff. Yeah, like a staff. Like nothing. Don't take money with you. Don't take food with you. And I said, sometimes your equipping just might look like something is being removed from your life. 
But Jesus is trying to make it better. He's trying to get you to the place that you need to be. So sometimes when things are being removed from your life, maybe it's time to rejoice that God is getting ready to do something great in your life. I got excited about that too. And I closed with talking about brokenness. In that when removing happens, you don't have fear. When when things begin to remove, be removed from your life, don't have fear. When, when things begin to change, don't have fear. We can go back to a couple weeks ago, and, and what did Jesus say to Jairus? He, he said, don't be afraid, only believe. Don't be afraid, only believe. I, I have to continue to believe even in my fear. Don't be afraid of brokenness because the brokenness is the place that God can work the greatest miracle. The brokenness in your life, the brokenness in your family is the place where God can work the greatest miracle. So brokenness, let's dive in right here. How does, how does Mark chapter 6 talk about brokenness? I'm excited to tell you about the feeding of the 5,000. Something that is whole has beauty and purpose. As I began to type my notes, I was like, this is going to be a little bit different of a message. Something that is perfect has use, right? This plate has a purpose. It has a use. It can hold things. It can do things. I, I can put water into this. I can hold it. It, it doesn't... It doesn't do any good when it's broken, but in its whole form, it's great for whatever. You can, you can hold stuff in here. You can put your dip in here, and you can eat chips with your dip if you wanted to. Like, that's, this has purpose, right? Sometimes, sometimes in our lives, we're like this plate where you can put dip in it. People just kind of pull from you all the time. Just, just being corny, it's okay. You can laugh. <laughs> that wasn't trying to be serious, I promise. <laughs> well, well, we'll do this a little bit more. So let's, let's, let's keep going. So many of us, while having the appearance of being whole, sometimes struggle with brokenness. I'm going to get a little bit more into this in just a moment. We, we, we appear to be whole, but deep down inside, we have a feeling, a feeling that we may be a bother to people. Or maybe we are uh, afraid of what someone might think about me if I follow Jesus. If I live by faith and not by sight, what will someone think about me? So deep down, I have some brokenness. I'm not perfect. I'm not good enough. Deep down, I may feel that I have to try and mask my brokenness. I have to live a certain way. And at this point, this is when I was supposed to bring out the plate, but I already got it out. So it looks good, right? Now, let me show you something. We make decisions in our lives, right? Right? We all make decisions. We, we all do things that, that hurt ourselves. We, we all do things that that, that, that maybe hurt other people. But, but deep down, 
we want we want to make choices that that don't hurt people i got the biggest hammer i can get right like i feel bad for that plate okay like you know what the guy that i bought it from was super nice he wrapped up all of he wrapped them up and like so they wouldn't break and anything and i was just like do i want to tell him what i'm about to do with that thing <laughs> i'm not going to you don't have to wrap it it's okay <laughs> it was broken it would still work with my message <laughs> Uh, um, but deep down, we may feel that we have to mask this, and so we hide ourselves because of the decisions that we've, that we've made. And, and we've got some things, and we try and hide it all together. And, and we, we struggle with who we are. We struggle with our identity. And we come to Jesus, and we try and hide from him the brokenness that we are. And, and what use does this have? I can't, I can't put my dip in it anymore. It looks like chips. <laughs> and I, I forgot, I was, I was gonna bring some tape and I, and I forgot to grab the tape. Can you, can you run back to the room and just see if it's in that closet? If it is, great. If not, don't worry about it. But. This, this plate here is, is broken. I can't, I can't fix it. It's no good. It's in, it's in 100 pieces. And sometimes this is our life. We, we, we're full of brokenness. We're hurt. We're tore up on the inside. And, there's, and we try and figure out how can we fix it. And, and so here's, here's where the tape comes out. We try, how many of you got duct tape? We've got any duct tape experts in this place? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, there's some duct tape experts in here. We, we pull out, we, we hit a car, and my light kind of hangs out just a little bit. <laughs> I grab the duct tape and I fit it to something that kind of looks a little bit like the original. And I, and I try and mold it into a way, into a shape, into a, a form of, I'm, this is all I'm going to do, okay, because it's a lot of work to tape this all together. I got it into somewhat of a form of, of what it used to look like, and this is my life. It's full of brokenness, hurt, and pain. And I'm trying to figure out what am I supposed to do with this? This is of no use to anyone. And so we treat ourselves as if we're no use. We treat ourselves as if we have no value. I'm broken. What of service could I be to God? Why would he want me? I can feel it right now. There are people that are here right now that are hearing this. That this is you. You felt this before. You've tried to put the tape back together. You've tried to become something useful again. But you just can't figure out all the pieces. And so instead of being able to follow Jesus, you say, I'm of no use. I'm just a broken vessel. But the beauty 
is in the brokenness. See, we struggle with our identity. We try and conform and fit things back together. We try and put the duct tape on our lives. We try to fit a certain mold that society wants us to be. And the reality, many times we look for things that don't contain our identity. You see, Facebook, Instagram, and every other social media thing out there doesn't contain your identity. Your degree is not your identity. Your past is not your identity. Who you once were is not your identity. You don't have to hold that. You can go to Jesus and he can take the broken pieces. And we'll come back to that in just a moment. But, but we'll come back to that. And, and he can take those broken pieces and make you more than enough. That he can make you something great. I'm so thankful for Jesus. I must look to him as the author and finisher of our faith. As you sit here today, maybe you look at that plate and you can resonate with me of how that brokenness can be a representation of who you are. Let's look at Mark chapter 6, starting at verse 30. You can either turn there or you can look on the notes. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him, all that they had done and taught. He said to them, come away by yourselves to a remote place and rest for a while. For many people were coming and going and they did not ha even have time to eat. So just to touch on some things as we go through these scriptures, we'll come back to the brokenness. But I want to see you to see the nature of who Jesus is and that he cares for the people that are here. He cares for the people that are looking. We, he cares for the people that are trying to get to him. He does. He loves you. So just to touch on things, we see Jesus here caring for those who went out to do what he had asked. He was trying to get them to a place of self-care. Jesus was saying that taking care of yourself matters. We have to understand that we have to care for ourselves so that we can care for others better. If I don't care for myself, then it's going to be real hard when you have issues in your life to come to me and me to be able to help you. But if I take care of myself, if I have a relationship with God, if I pray, if I seek him, when a situation arises in your life, I'm going to be much more capable to help you. You got to take vacations. You got to have time off, things like that. It's okay to do that. It really is because you got to take care of yourself. Let's keep driving in. Verse 32. So they went away in the boat by themselves to a remote place. But many saw them leaving and recognized them. And they ran on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. <laughs> they got here. They got to church before Jesus got there. <laughs> they were like, oh, he's gonna be got, he's got to be going over here. And so they all ran after. And they got there before they arrived. Oh. We've got to have a relationship with God so that we run to him before he's at. Well, he's always there. But sometimes we, we, we stand there and we're like, I got the faith. I got the faith. And then things start to rise. And you're like, hold on. I don't have the faith. <laughs> I'm going to share this because I found it funny. Last night in prayer, I just happened to open Facebook. And Jim Jensen's was the first post I saw. 
and he had this post of this guy. He's wearing a life jacket, and the guy's like holding a stick, and he's standing there, and there's all these waves crashing. I think it was like more like a flash flood coming. And he's got this stick, and he's standing there like this, and it's just coming, and it's still coming, and it's, it's coming. It's like right up to him, and the guy turns and runs. And I just, like, I just found it so funny because all I could think about is sometimes that's us. They're like, oh, I've got the boldness. I'm going to stand here when the enemy comes again. Not today, Satan. And I stand here, and then all of a sudden he rears his ugly head, and you're like, oh, hold on. <laughs> what was I thinking? Oh, that's funny. I don't care who you are. Not today, Satan. Sometimes we get scared. It's okay. Sometimes we have fear. It's okay. It's like a human emotion. So, in verse 34, when he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Then he began to teach them many things. So here we're seeing the nature of Jesus. He didn't, he didn't reject them. He didn't turn them away. He saw their passion for relationship in him. And so because of that passion for relationship, Jesus reciprocated and began to minister to them. The same thing happens with us. When we are passionate about our relationship with Jesus, and we begin to worship, and that's why worship is important. That's why lifting your hands and clapping and singing, and there's purpose in that because it's he becomes to come in and he begins to minister to our spirit. And so I'm kind of like bounced all around in these scriptures, and you're like, what about the brokenness? We're going to come back to that. I promise we're getting there. We're almost there. Then it grew late in verse 35. His disciples approached him and said, this place is deserted and it is already late. Send them away so that they can go into the surrounding countryside and villages to buy themselves something to eat. So we have seen in past lessons that Jesus is very concerned with the spiritual feeding of people. His primary ministry wasn't to go around and feed people the uh, natural food, but rather to give them the spiritual food that they needed. Because more than anything, what we need in our life is a spiritual revolution. We need something that changes us on the inside, that transforms us, that drives us to do something more, that drives us to, to follow Jesus Christ. And as we do that, as we search for that, he begins to fill the spiritual. But he also begins to move in the physical. So... We see this, and we can be like the disciples. We can be concerned with the superficial more than what is deep. You see, what I can see here is a broken dish. What I can see here is something that isn't useful to me. When I look at it, I don't see much purpose in it other than something that's going to end up in the garbage when service is over. And for many people, that can be exactly how you view your life. I'm of no use. I'm of no purpose. I'll tell you this. 
the plate breaking was in my was in my notes but like the way that I'm going in this is not in my notes like I just can't get past looking at that brokenness and picturing myself as that plate because there have been times in my life that I was exactly like that I was of no use I was of no value I couldn't find value in myself. My identity was torn from me. I couldn't, it didn't matter what I did. I couldn't fix it. But Jesus was there to minister. He was there to pick up the broken pieces. We talked a few weeks ago about the small thing, the grain of mustard seed how God will take that grain of mustard seed and he'll turn it into something great that touches other people's lives, that he'll move in someone else's life through you, in you and through you. That's what we want. Oh, the beauty is in the brokenness. So what does Jesus say to the disciples when they're like, what should we feed them, Jesus? He says, You give them something to eat. Think about that, 5,000 people. Oh, Lord, I can't feed 5,000 people. They came with a question asking, how do we feed these people? Let's give them something. And he's like, you give them something to eat. But Jesus, we can't. Sometimes we're like the disciples. I just, I can't do that. I don't know what Jesus was getting at when he said that. Like, I thought about that this week. What did he mean by, like, you give them something to eat? So he responded. They said to him, should we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? Like, should should we go, like, buy some then, Jesus? Like... (laughs) What do you think Jesus, what was going on in Jesus' mind? Like, what was, he knew what he could do. Like, Jesus knew, but he asked the disciples to feed them. I've never seen that before. So sometimes there is going to be situations that arise in your life where Jesus is like, you feed them. And you're going to be like, What? This is me, Jesus. (laughs) This is what I've got. How do you want me to feed someone? I'm broken. I'm a mess. I can't do anything. I'm of no value, God. And so he asked them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. When they found out, they said, five loaves and two fish. Then he instructed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups in hundreds and fifties. He took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and he broke the loaves. He kept giving them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among all of them, and everyone ate and was satisfied. So there's some powerful stuff right here about brokenness. So let's go ahead and break this down and look at this. So this in of itself is an awesome miracle. 
But the meaning that is here is so much deeper than just the feeding of people. First, we see Jesus provide spiritually. So I can know that Jesus is always going to provide spiritually for me. He's going to provide what I need spiritually. Second, we see him provide physically. If I have relationship with Jesus Christ, if I will follow him, if I will spend time in prayer, if I will read his word, if I go through, if I go through with this, if I will be a disciple of him, he's going to begin to provide in the physical. Because you know what? There's something about the spiritual. We need spiritual ministry. We need things to happen in our spirit because all of a sudden the physical doesn't seem so bad when the spirit is where it needs to be. What we are longing for deep down inside is a spiritual awakening, is a spiritual revelation that touches our lives. So what else do we see? Third, we see him as the God of creation as he literally creates something from nothing. He's like, let me break this bread. As he begins to break the bread, it continues to be more bread and more bread. And he continues to give it to his disciples until he feeds 5,000 people. Like, think about that for just a moment. I can't fathom it. Like, it doesn't work in my mind. It doesn't work. I'm reasoning it with human reasoning. I don't know if he broke it in half and then broke it in half and then broke it in. I don't know how he broke it. Like, I can't turn five loaves into 5,000. Two fishes into 5,000? Like, come on, Jesus. What were you doing there? How many heads of the fish were there? That's what crossed my mind as I read this. Like, was there more tails? Like, which part did he break off to give them and then recreate? And, like, what would, like, think, like, when you think about this, when you try and reason it out, it don't make sense, right? Also, my offering that I have to give to Jesus doesn't make much sense, right? What I am in my brokenness doesn't make much sense. Why Jesus would accept me, why Jesus would love, care for me, and, and want to do something with me doesn't make any sense. But yet he does. So fifth, no, 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 fourth, we see an offering of something tiny and Jesus turning it into something great. It was just a small boy's lunch. It was just some little thing, but Jesus took it, he blessed it, and began to feed a multitude of people. Your brokenness, your brokenness, your, your, your view of you're of no good, you're of no value, Jesus can bless it to the point that it begins to touch other people's lives. Every piece begins to be something usable. Every piece begins to be something that touches someone else's life. That is the beauty of brokenness. That is what the miracle is that we see here. So fifth, we see that he is the God of brokenness. He is the God of your brokenness. Even in your despair and brokenness, God can work a miracle. You may ask right now, do I see him as the God of brokenness? No, 
because I've made some decisions. I've done some things that have hurt me. I've done some things that have hurt others. I've broke some things in my life. I've got some cracks that leak. I've got some things. I've tried to put duct tape on it and form back into a mold of something useful, but it's of no value. It's of no good. This is what I am, God. How are you the God of that? If you're the God of something that's whole, how are you the God of this? Why would you let me go through this? Why would you let me look like this? Why would you let me feel like this, God? Oh, I gotta turn my volume off. But what happens? Verse 43. We see that in this miracle, Jesus declares himself as the God of more than enough. Because in verse 43, they picked up 12 basket full of pieces of bread and fish. Now those who had eaten the loaves were 5,000 men. The miracle of the breaking of bread was awesome. The miracle of feeding 5,000 people with a couple pieces of bread and some fish is awesome. But the biggest miracle is in the leftovers. The biggest miracle is in what was left over, the 12 baskets full. That is what is so beautiful, is that we see he is the God of more than enough. When I'm at my lowest, when I'm at my darkest hour, he's still God of more than enough. We can give him an offering and he can take that and he can say, here you go, you're whole again. Here's something for you. But that's not it. He can continue to be the God of more than enough. I've got enough to touch someone's life. I've got enough to move in someone else's life. I've got enough to, to touch someone else. You've all got plates that you can put your dip now in and chips in. But sometimes... <laughs> We can be like this plate here, broken, of no good. But Jesus will say, give it to me. Give me your little offering that you've got. Give me what little brokenness that you've got. And then he turns around and says, here, let me bless you. Let me touch your life. Let me make you whole again. Let me touch you. Let me embrace you. He's the God of brokenness. And he's the God of more than enough. It requires you to put faith in him. If you want to move from this to that, you've got to put faith in him. You've got to have faith that moves the mountains. How much faith does that take? Just a little. You just need the mustard seed. You just need the mustard seed. And that little bit will affect other people in your life, other people in your family, other people in your communities. God wants to touch you today. He was the God of the fishes while they were whole, and he was the God of the fishes in their brokenness. And in their brokenness wrought a great miracle. If you will give him your brokenness, if you'll begin to take that in return, He'll give you something that is beautiful. He'll take your life of brokenness, heartache, and pain and turn it around for something great. I shared a little bit of my testimony last week. 
and my struggles with depression and the thinking that I had. And when I tell you that I see myself as that broken plate, it wasn't that long ago that the thought of taking my life was so pounding in my head was all I could hear. I was that plate, that brokenness. All I wanted to do was escape. All I wanted to do was get away. I didn't want to give it to him because it's broken. It's no good. I had this thought in my mind that I had to give him something perfect. Something that was great. But all I had to offer was brokenness. And for so many of us, you have families, you have friends, that all they've got is brokenness to give. In this city, I can feel it. When I begin to pray, there's people that are hurting. There's people that are in pain, and all they feel is this brokenness. And they're so afraid to give it to Jesus because of what someone might think if someone sees what I actually am. If they see that I've got so much depression, if I've, if I've got so much pain, if I've got so much hurt, if this is what they see in my life, what are they going to think of me? I've got to cover it up. And I've got to hide it because no one can see I have to deal. This is my burden to carry. Oh, Jesus, meet us here. I don't know who this resonates with today. But if it's you, if you feel that you are trying to hold on and hide the brokenness in your life, hear me. You don't have to carry this. You don't have to feel useless. You don't have to feel like you're alone. You can come before Jesus and give him that because he wants your brokenness. The miracle is in your brokenness. Oh, Jesus. Let's take a moment right now and begin to pray. Oh, Jesus, God, I pray that you would begin to sweep across this place right now. That you would begin to deal with our hearts. God, you know the situations that are here today. You know the hurts and the pains that are here today. I just pray right now that you would sweep across this place. God, that we would begin to give ourselves to you. Increase our faith right now that we would find you right now, Jesus. 
that you would be the center of our lives. God, I pray you would touch every heart right now. God, every person that's here in, in this place. God, every person that's watching online. God, you know who needed to hear this. And I just pray that you would touch them. That you would wrap them in your arms of love. Oh, Jesus. If you need prayer today, I would love to pray with you. If you'd like to come to the front, you certainly can. Or I'll come to you, whatever it is that you feel comfortable with. But I truly believe that this message was for someone that needed to know that their brokenness is enough to give to Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Turn the silence into songs of 
There's such a sweet presence of God in this place right now. Jesus, I'm leaning on your name. You just have to touch it. Oh, I'm leaning on oh Jesus. God, I pray that you would move in this place. That you would touch every family, every friend, every co-worker. God, that you would sweep across this city. God, that you would touch, that you would move in a mighty way, Jesus. God, that you would overshadow each and every person, God. Wrap us in your arms of love, Jesus. God, I thank you, Jesus. No matter what you may feel today, no matter what you may be struggling with today, I can promise you that Jesus is on your side, that he wants to wrap you in his arms of love, that he wants to care for you. Put your faith in him. Don't put it in man. Don't put it in me. Don't put it in anyone else. Put it in Jesus Christ. That's where your faith belongs because we are going to make a mess of every situation. But he's the author and finisher of our faith. Thank you, Jesus, for meeting us here today. I pray you would touch every person that's here. God, every person that watched online. God, I pray that you would move in our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.